right. Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 234. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. Go visit us on Twitter at PS. This is awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN or bathe in the glory of them, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And you can write us at P.S. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, do not forget to share the show with your friends and all your fellow gamers. Make sure you leave comments and rate our podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well. So instead of just listening to it like uh, like you were born in the 80s, um, you can uh, actually watch us on YouTube. So make sure you do that. And new and or longtime listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support our show at a $1 level. It's called the one and only $1 Club. $1 a month. You can head over to patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome. And you can become a $1 patron, support our show, and we will mail you a free die cut vinyl sticker in the mail so long as you live in the U.S. And uh, a shout out on our show. With that out of the way, Jake, how are we today? Good. It's been a it's been a good weekend. Did a lot of family stuff this weekend. Been super busy. Yeah. Um, went to the local medieval fair today, which was which is always interesting. Is this one out by Grove City. No, it's it's over in Ohio. Mm. Um, it's the Great Lakes Medieval Fair. Sarah and I rode the motorcycle over there. Ooh. Um, Please tell me you were dressed as Geralt on a motorcycle. No, but we did talk about that. (laughs) Uh, I told her that it would be really awesome to, like, show up on, uh, you know, show up to the medieval fair, like, on a chopper dressed as fucking Geralt of Rivia or something like that. It would be so fucking funny. But, uh... No, uh, <clears throat> we did not have any outfits on this time. That's but all right. She was talking about maybe maybe next year making something because I think next weekend's the last weekend. Uh, maybe there's a, a couple weeks left. I don't remember, mm. but um, it's always fun. I mean, we don't really. We've been over there a few times. We don't really do like a a lot of participation, but we like watching a lot of the shows and stuff that they do, and like walking around yeah. and just like looking at everyone's outfits and looking at the. Um, like the custom or homemade like things that people are selling yeah. and uh, just get food and stuff. I don't know. It's fun. They were, they were doing this cool – today they were doing this cool uh, show where it was a guy who was doing stunts on horses but not like you know jumping his horse and stuff. He had these like huge horses. Yeah. And he was riding them bareback, and what he would do is, like, while they're running around, he would, like, jump up and stand on their back. Oh, yeah. With, like, no, like no hands. And he would, like <clears> – like, one of the craziest things he did was there – but while both – he had two horses, he was standing on one, and the other one was running beside him. And while they were both running, he did a backflip from one horse to the other horse. And, like, it's, like, insane shit. These people must literally practice every day their entire life to be able to do this kind of stuff yeah but uh lots of cool things like that people doing like tricks with fire and all kinds of yes. shit it was pretty sword stuff pretty neat sure. yeah and then we got back and my nephew my parents and my nephew came over and we did some swimming in the pool which is always fun yeah if uh a good day exhausting yeah 
Good. So how about you? Yeah, played a show on Friday. Uh, Sarah probably told you I drank too much. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't even my fault. Like, it, it, I know you've heard oh, you it before. Consumed it. Not, you consumed it. No, it's your if, fault. If you, you know, consumed it, right, right, it's right, your right. fault. But you know me well enough to know that I don't really imbibe very much in the spirits. I do like to have a whiskey drink once in a while while we play. But these ones, I don't know if it wasn't that I, I don't know if it was that I've been in the heat. I ran earlier that day. Um, you know, and, and I was in the sun a little bit. I think I ran that day. No, I don't think I did because it was Friday and I worked. I don't know. I just – I didn't eat much. So that probably was what, what, what tied me up. But anyways, man, I, I knew that my third set, I knew like it was bad. It was it was not a good situation. And I was like – I was playing fine. You know what I mean? It sounded fine. At least to me it did. <laughs> There's no video evidence. Anyways, had fun Friday night. Uh, but yeah – um, Saturday, I kind of laid low. Uh, I was dog sitting. My wife went to a concert out in Cleveland with her friend, and they ended up staying out there. Um, they had already pre-booked like a hotel, so I had a bachelor night Saturday. And I always try to like stay out late or stay up late rather in those situations. But like as soon as like ten o'clock hits, I'm just like I gotta go to bed. I'm so tired. So yeah, but I started playing PGA 2K uh, 21 a little bit more, um, and uh, today I finished up some painting. I 3D printed some doors. I, I made that custom Hero Quest quest, and I spent a lot of time last week um, doing a lot of photoshopping to to make the booklet actually look like an official booklet. And then I tried to find a place that could one-off print it in in like the size that I needed. So the problem I ran into was was I ended up going with Staples uh, online, and it was like 13 bucks, and they could do it on nice, thicker paper and like bind it. And it was only like eight or nine pages. It had to have been an even number. It must have been eight, eight or ten pages. But I spent a lot of time, man, trying to lay that thing out. And then when I finally got the proof of it, it's like it still has white borders, and I'm like, fuck. I don't even care. Like, just send it through because they can't print right to the edge. They didn't have the exact size. I was hoping that they would either blow it up or, like, I could shrink mine down to fit. But it doesn't even matter because it's probably the most professional custom quest ever made for Hero Quest. Like, I have 3D minis that I printed for it, extra doors. Uh, I had actual cards made from a card-making company to, like, accommodate the, the quest or the campaign. It's, like, four quests, so I wrote all of the... All of the flavor text, the whole story, the, everything. It's all, it's all done. Um, I'm just waiting for the booklet to come back. And I, I'm finishing painting the uh, the custom bosses I made for it. So I even play tested it three times by myself. And I would let enough time pass that I couldn't remember what I did in the quest. So like I would just roll and do. And I'm like, oh, what's in this door? And I'd glance real quick and put the shit down. And then I'd battle it out. And it's pretty balanced, I think. So, I mean, I was able to get through it. So it should be fun, man. So cool. I've been, yeah, doing a lot of nerdy stuff. I uh, had the motorcycle out today for a little bit, and uh, outside of that, man, just trying to, uh, trying to, I guess, enjoy the last couple hours of Sunday before we got to go back to work, so. Um, Heck yeah. Yeah. I want to address something real quick. We had another comment on our YouTube page on the last episode, episode 233. And someone had written, and they said, hey, you know, this is a feature now on YouTube. Can you please, like, bookmark your chapters, the different things that you're talking about? And they're like, the person was like, they're always on the go, and it's nice to have that to, like, kind of get back into where they left off. And, man, 
I, I 100% agree that it's an awesome feature and we need to use it. The only issue that I have is I need to come up with a way because our podcasts are like an hour, an hour and like 15 minutes. So I want to do this and we, I did do it on a few, but I want to do it again. But I got to find a way to figure out how to time code our conversations or at least I just need to write down where we're at on the on the video. But then I add that intro and it shimmies everything by like, I don't know, a minute and 45 seconds or something, or maybe like a minute. I don't know. There's a little bit of math involved. I think if you just literally started like a Google timer when the show starts and then just add like a minute and a half to everything or just start a Google timer a minute and a half before we start recording the show. And then as long as you're in the ballpark, I think people will be happy. I don't think you necessarily need to be like on the downbeat when we fucking start the conversation about whatever. They're going to be real pissed about it. If you're just in the ballpark, I think they'll be okay. I appreciate the feedback from the listeners and the viewers rather on YouTube. I, I, I agree. I like that. And again, it can be a lot of work, though. It's a ton of work to do. It's a ton of work to do what we're doing now. I mean, we don't we don't make any money on. Well, we do. We do make money now. We make very very minimal money thanks to our patrons, but we make some. Um, We've been doing this a long time without bringing anything in, and uh, so um, those kind of things are are uh, you know not that I'm less inclined to do them because we don't have. It's hard to justify putting that much time into something. You know, we're doing the podcast already. And then I kind of worry a little bit, too, with the chapter things that, like, you know, I want people – I don't know if it's going to deter people from listening to the whole show or not, you know, because I want people to listen to the whole show. But at the same time, if they just get in there and they see all the chapters, like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with what they're talking about, then I guess that serves the the listeners and that's more on us for not talking about something people want to hear about. So maybe maybe we'll just try to do the chapter things. It it ain't going to be this show, I'll tell you that. Um, don't have it in place this time, but we will probably try to do it for 235. Um, so thanks for writing. We'll try to do that and, uh, maybe we can get some more YouTube views that way. So appreciate the suggestion. Um, and, uh, let's get to some games that we're playing, Jake. I mentioned earlier, I'm playing PGA 2K21 and then Crash 4, uh, we were supposed to play cause that was the PS plus extra game. That we were going to discuss mm-hmm. briefly, and I know you had already started playing it. You had told me you had, and I don't know how far you got into it or not. But um, let's hear what you're playing, and then we'll get into a quick Crash Four talk, and then we'll get into the news. So I didn't play much more Crash Four from the last time that I talked about it, but um, I did play it a bit. But I've been this week. I've been playing Destiny and. Uh, Stray. I beat Stray uh, this morning, actually. Nice. So I've been having a good time. I bought the – because it's on sale right now for, I think, $23. I bought the Witch Queen expansion for Destiny. Nice. Um, so I've been diving in. I, I started that. Um, I haven't really gotten very far yet. And then, um, yeah, Stray is a fucking awesome game. I think that this game is so cool and so unique. And I don't know if I'd go as far as to say that it's like my game of the year, but it's something that I'm really, really happy that I played. Yeah. And I'm really happy that people are loving this game because hopefully it means that we'll get more games like this. So 
kudos to B12 and Annapurna for coming out with this game because it is really good. And it, it sounds like you haven't started or played it yet. I haven't but, bought up um, yet. Yeah. But it's. Uh, I'm not saying that this is a pretty small game. I don't know that it's anything we need to really do a spoiler cast about or anything. But like, it's. Uh, I think it's a game that that will touch the hearts of a lot of people. Mm. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, let me double back real quick on the 2K21. I sent you a tweet or a message from a thing that was happening in this game. This was a free PS Plus game a while back, and uh, I've been really into golf this year. Um, I just have a golf hat on right now. It's got two clubs. Kind of funny. Um, but I um, I also have a Destiny shirt on, too, which is, like, perfectly serendipitous. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Um, let me see. You see the logo? Uh, oh, Yeah. Got a Destiny shirt. Where'd you get that? It was a Loot Crate shirt that I just got mailed one day when I was doing Loot Crates. And uh, so, yeah, I forgot nice. I had it. I pulled it out today. It was a really comfortable, large shirt. Just threw it on and rocking it. And uh, But no, back to 2K21. This game, it's funny. I had some really, really nice chip-ins I put on our Twitter account. And uh, I was really excited about it. I had a really good run going. And I saved the video. And I got to like hole. I don't know what hole it was. And... Um, it would freeze like it would show my shot like it didn't have to be like a like a putt it didn't have to it had to go in a hole it was like my second swing or something on a, on a hole and like the the wi-fi symbol showed up in the bottom right corner and it just locked the game up and i couldn't press pause i couldn't go to the menu i just couldn't do anything and i'm like what's going on here like my internet connection is fine i, I don't have issues with internet so i actually had to go into the home menu and just close the golf game because it I let it sit for like 20 minutes. I went and like did laundry and then I looked and it was still froze there. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? So then I searched and apparently this was like a known issue. And the only way to get around it, because what it is, is what the system tries to do. There's, there's a feature where you can watch replays from other players playing the game online and it will cut to them and like a nice shot somebody made. And the announcer was like, oh, let's take a look at hole 17 and see what happened over there just now, Bob, shall we? And then when it works, it does that, and then you can see this online player making a really nice shot or something. So it's like on the broadcast feature. So the problem is is that um, it, maybe it's not finding the players, maybe, you know, whatever. But Did you turn it off? Yes. So that's the workaround. So you have to know to go in and turn it off. I didn't know what it was because all it showed was an internet logo. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Is this their sign for loading? Like, what? what is going Like, it's really weird. I didn't know what it was. It's not transparent what it's trying to do. And I didn't realize when it was working that that was, like, online players. I just figured it was, like you know, NPC players like on the on the same tournament or something. But I guess it was like online players. I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird feature. I got around it. I'm enjoying the game. I'm doing really well. Some holes are way more difficult than others, as as is the sport of golf. But I do enjoy it and it's uh it's really peaceful to sit down and just hit eighteen holes real quick. You know, it's it's yeah. fun. It's fun to do. And you mentioned that the, it's kinda janky like when you saw the clip, like the the character animations and they aren't they're not great by any stretch but the courses look pretty good and i think the gameplay mechanics are pretty decent uh so i don't know if you haven't tried it man i'm sure it's in your library you should download it and mess with it a bit it was really fun yeah every once in a while i'll get into a sports game and 
there are specific types of sports games that I really enjoy. Like I've always really enjoyed every so often getting into FIFA. Every so often I'll get into a golf game mm-hmm. or a soccer game, something or I already said FIFA, but like uh, you know, a NHL game or something like right. that. But um yeah, I I wouldn't mind giving it a try just especially because it's it's free. I just haven't uh um, gotten around to it. Yeah. Well, wait till winter when you want to feel like you're outside and in the green. Yeah. You know? Well, let's talk about Crash 4. Every every month uh, when they announce the new PlayStation Plus games that are coming out, PS Plus Extra, I guess I should call it. Or is it just, yeah, right? It's just called Extra now. Essential. Essential. Is Sorry. The, yeah. Yeah. The Essential Games, rather. So uh, when they announce them, we pick, we agree that we're going to pick one and play it that month. We're not going to beat the thing. We're not going to do whatever. We're going to do whatever we can with that game. And then by the end of the month, we'll have a quick discussion about the game and what our opinions are and what we thought of it and maybe recommend or maybe not recommend it to the listeners. So this month, for the month of July, uh, we decided to pick Crash 4. Um, what, what's it called? A some, some, uh, Crash? Uh, it's about time? No. It's about time. Is it, it's about yeah. time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I played – I'll tell you how much I played through. I played the first – well, the the first whole world area, and then you use the transporter, right? And you teleport to the whole new area. So the first area is like three or four levels in a boss. And then the second area is three or four levels in a boss. And that's as far as I made it, and I just got to the pirate uh, world. So just an FYI. Um, quick thoughts on the game. If you like Crash Bandicoot, you'll probably really like this. Uh yeah. Other thought is this game is way harder than I thought it was going to be. It's real hard. Yeah. And it's real hard. And number 3, I think the boss battles are kind of fun so far. Um yeah, I I played it some. I don't even know if I even got as far as you did, mm. but I did play it enough to know that like it's a solid platformer. The platforming is really fun. Everything works mechanically really well, which is all you can really ask for in a platformer. The uh the bad guys are nice um, in terms of, like, their design the variety, and the way yeah. that you fight them and things like that. Uh, the bonus levels are really cool. I don't know if, you didn't, if you've been doing the bonus levels whenever you've been playing. I can't but they're, they end up They usually end up being hard, like, even harder than the regular part of the level. Yeah. So, and, like, I don't know if you noticed, but if you get, like, all the... I don't. I think it's all the gems mm-hmm. in the levels. You can unlock character skins. Yeah, I saw that. And I don't think I've gotten all the gems on any level <laughs> because they're just really. It's really hard to get them, and so it will take a gamer that's much better than me to be able to play this game to complete. Not necessarily beat the game, but to actually play it to full completion, unlock all the skins and everything like that. Uh, I've been playing as the. I can't remember her name, the Lady Crash, mm. whatever that is. Because you could just, after the first area, yeah. you can choose if you want to play as Crash Bandicoot or the the girl version. Is there a difference in Bandicoot. how they play or no? I don't believe so. I think they play exactly the same, at least as far as I can tell. Um, there are some moves and stuff that like I struggled with. Mm-hmm. Like there's a. I don't. I hate these moves in games where you have to like. Crouch then jump. Oh yeah, you know what you I mean. Hold to do like to jump. do like a yeah to do like an extra to do like an extra high jump or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm just I'm not saying that there there's anything particularly wrong with them. I'm just really bad at doing them. Yeah. So I would much rather just straight up Super Mario style, just literally jump, and that's it. Mm. You can run, you can walk, you can jump. If you've got the special hat on, you can shoot fireballs. That's about it. And uh, I'm not saying the crash like gets out of control with it, but there are some like special moves that you do, and you have to know them to be able to beat like some of these bonus levels and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, all in all, I'd say the game is really good. It's really well made. I didn't notice any really like hitching or glitching or, or issues with it. Right. So, I mean, if you're interested in 3D platformers or if you just generally like crash... I'd definitely say give this thing a shot. Just be prepared to struggle if you're yeah. not like It's an definitely ace a lighthearted game, but the difficulty is there. It's tough. Yeah. So it's one of those and the levels aren't super long, so you can get through level if you're not dying fifteen times on a level. You know what I mean? And right. I'm not even sure how that works with dying in the game because I, I don't think I've gotten to the point where it ever set me back to the beginning. If I've hit a continue mark, I think it penalizes you for all the deaths that you've had on your final score in the level. I believe there is a yeah there's a penalty for for each death that you have but you have a choice at the beginning of the game if you want to play like you know contemporary mode or classic mode I don't I don't really remember what the actual names are mm-hmm. but one of them is like if you get a, get to a checkpoint you can just keep playing and the other mode is like the classic arcade mode where you have a number of lives and if you if you die then you go back you're you're done Tons you up. go back to the beginning of the game yeah, I'm not so, playing that way. I think I'm. Yeah, so and I I chose not to play that way either, just because I wanted to be able to kind of see some of the game because I know that especially like by the time I got to like the by the time I got to like the fourth or fifth level, I was already dying like. 10, 11 times in a in a run when I would try to beat a level. Now a lot of this was because you- I was. I was adamant on trying to beat like the bonus levels and stuff. Yeah, did which- you did you get to the level where you have to use the suit to make platforms disappear and reappear? I didn't get to the one. I got to I got to a level where hmm. you are traversing platforms that are appearing and disappearing, but I didn't get to the one where you actually are able to control it yeah so when i got to that point i was like dying all the time because it's triggered with the r2 button so you'd have to jump in midair because the platform you're on if you hit r2 while you're on it will disappear and you'll fall and die so you have to jump yeah press r2 to get the platform in between you and the other one to disappear and then you got to hurry up and click it again before you land on the transparent platform and it just goes on for an entire level this kind of shit and it was just like this isn't impossible but i could see how like someone could really struggle because i had trouble with it the one thing about the platforming that i really liked about it and i think it might be an upgrade from previous crash bandicoot games i don't know but as when you're in the air they put a little reticule on the ground where you're gonna land so you always know where you're gonna land Hmm. So like an, oh yeah in a 3D I did see space. that and that's it when you're in a 3D space that's really helpful it was just little touches like that were really nice yeah I, I it's a good game yeah I like it cool I'd recommend it for anyone who wants to try it um, that was a nice offering from uh, from Sony that that game um, let's move forward a little bit Jake so that was our little quick discussion discussion on Crash Four it's about time. 
Um, if you guys want to play along in the month of August, we now know what the uh, games are that are coming out. And I know right away what I want to play. I, it's a fucking banging month for games. Yeah, I already know what, what my, my game I So here are the options. For August, PlayStation Plus Essentials, we're getting Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, Yakuza Like a Dragon, or Little Nightmares. I've already played and beat Little Nightmares, so that's off the table for me, unless you absolutely want to play that, Jake. My, no, I, I my pick's Tony assume Hawk. you're going to say Tony Hawk. You want Yakuza? I'm all about it. Oh, okay. I'm all about it. I do. I do. I personally want to play Yakuza Like a Dragon because I've heard it's really good, yeah. but I think that for the podcast Dude. it makes more sense for us to do a more uh bite-sized game I, i'm not to say tony hawk one and two are bite-sized but it's like you can play it a few levels oh, kind of roll a little bit here and there do some open world skating whatever and then just kind of we can talk about it Th- those games plus i'm just anxious to play them because i i loved those games back in the day mm. i didn't play a ton of tony hawk one but I played a lot more Tony Hawk 2. Yeah, 2 was huge. Um, and I'm actually bummed that they didn't play – that they're not redoing Tony Hawk 3 and 4 because Tony Hawk 3 might actually be the one that I played the most. But 1 and 2 are both really good. The only bummer about 1 is that even though it was like the genesis of everything, it was like it was like a downhill course. It wasn't like you could just skate around. You just like – you made one run down this hill and like if you wanted to get all the letters of skate and stuff like that, you couldn't miss it. Because if you missed it, then you had to start to run all over yeah. to be able to get them. So it's a downhill um, jam. But anyway, dude. yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that Tony Hawk is is should be the uh, the the one for the show. I, the listeners may be more interested in something like Little Nightmares or or dude, this uh, one's for us, like a dragon. <laughs> but I I want to play Tony Hawk. And so that's we hey, it's that. our podcast. We get to pick. So if you want to join us this month, download Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two for the PS Plus Essential. Download. Make sure you add the other games to your library also so you don't miss out on them. You're a fool if you're not downloading or at least adding all of them to your library. Make sure you do that. And, uh, yeah, Tony Hawk will be the game. We'll talk about it at the end of August. Um, Jake, let's move on to some news here. Uh, Sony revealed that 79% of all of the PS4 PS5 game purchases in, the, in their latest fiscal quarter were all digital purchases. This is a crazy trend. So I think that this is where things are going for sure. And this explains probably why they released a uh, digital-only PS5. You know what I mean? Like I I think that there's some teeth to this. And uh, the thing of it is, though, is like I still get physical games when they're when – they're, if they're cheaper than I can find them online or digital on the PSN – which doesn't happen often, but it will happen on like Black Friday or like if, if like a store is running a deal. Like I got Village – I got No Man's Sky for $5 in a clearance bin at Walmart. I also picked up for $5, or it might have been $10, Hades for PS5. And I still haven't even mm-hmm. touched it. You can't find those games for those prices. So if you if I get lucky, I want to have the option to pick them up at a, at a really good deal. Now, granted, the, P, the PSN always has sales, right? Always. There's always good deals. I think the Metro Collection, the, the Saga, was like under 15 bucks recently, and that's just insane. So what's your take on this about about uh, the trend showing digital purchases? I mean, I'm all about it. I mean, this is just – it's inevitable. Eventually, there will be no physical games. I mean, it literally doesn't make sense 
for the the first party. The only reason why it's kind of common knowledge, but the only reason why the first party even does physical games anymore is because they need stores like Walmart and stuff to sell the consoles. Mm-hmm. So, and if it wasn't for that, they probably wouldn't do physical games at all. Um, I personally like if there's a game. I think that you'd be shocked at how much more money I'm willing to spend on a game if it's digital than physical. Like, a game would literally have to be, like, 80% cheaper for me to buy a physical (laughs) version over a digital version. It's just – I'm at the point now where I just – I hate all of the – all of what comes with having to, like, load a disc into your console and then – if it's like a PS4 disc, then on the PS5, sometimes there's like two versions of the game on your console. Mm. And it's just it's just fucking annoying. Honestly, the only reason why – well, first of all, the only reason why I have a PS5 is because you got one for me. But if I was buying one and I had the option, the only reason why I would get the – the only reason why I would choose the disc version over the – Discless version is because yeah, it's nice to have the option in case you do have a, an old disc like a PS4 disc or something you want to play. But it's more like if I want to watch a movie that's on disc than like if I want to watch uh, or want to play a game. Right. Now even that like, like that's 4K whatever the capabilities are now, right? Like the Ultra HD yeah. whatever. Like if like if you because a lot of stores and stuff now it used to be that I could go on the PSN and rent almost any movie I wanted, but they don't do that anymore. Right. And so, you know, sometimes you can get you can get a lot of those movies on Amazon or whatever, but a lot of times you can't. Some movies aren't available or you can't see them. So, like, you know, if I want to watch, I don't know, freaking Pet Cemetery or something like that, and I can't find a stream for it where I can pay to rent it, it's nice to be able to have the disc mm-hmm. for, to be able to do it. But... um yeah, I don't know. I think this is really cool. Uh, I I don't have like strong opinions one way or the other about it. I think that people are going to be bummed about the fact that they can't collect games anymore. The fact that physical is kind of going away. But the thing is now is that when you buy a physical game, you're not buying an actual game anymore. You're just buying like the permission to like a download yeah. code. Basically, I mean, you still have to do all this updating and shit before you can. Now, a lot of games still do come 100% on disc, and you can play it without the internet and all of that. But, like, famously, Halo Infinite, that disc is literally just a download code. There's, like, there is nothing on that disc. So you buy, someone went out, bought the physical version, and they're like, I'm a collector, but this this disc has literally nothing on it. It's just a piece of plastic with a download code. Yeah. So the more, the larger games get, the less it's going to be, they're going to be able to be fit on disc. And the more people are going to, you know, more this is the more this trend is going to be. And I think it, what's going to happen is it's going to become more boutique, like limited run games and things like that are going to be the ones that take over. And you're not going to see the first parties doing physical editions of games anymore. It's going to be like limited runs doing a, a physical release of our Little Nightmares 3 or something like that, if it ever if that ever comes out. And uh, that's where the collectors will get their get their rocks off i guess don't know well said yeah it's interesting i don't know and i think the older you get the less clutter you want in your house like my house dude my by my playstation i have so many games just on the entertainment center and i'm like that if i could just get rid of those but i don't know what to do with them you know what i mean like 
I'm almost at a point where we start having giveaways, you know, give away a used copy of a game here and there. Like, especially if I had the digital version at this point, you know what I mean? Like some of that Tomb Raider shit that I have, like I, I don't know, like what you can't really sell that stuff anymore, especially the PS4 games. But can you put a PS4? I think about that. Can you put? I'd love to look at my my collection and see what the last physical version of a game was that I bought. Yeah, I wonder. It might be like Diablo Three. Was it Red Dead? The Witcher. Mm. The Witcher, I think, was before Diablo. You and I went on some Black Friday sales, though. We went out a couple times, and you picked up some stuff. Resident Evil. Yeah, but most of that stuff was pretty early in the PS4 generation. So it's been a long time. I I mean, I've been most all digital, most like for most of the PS4 and all of the PS5 generation. So I couldn't even honestly almost tell you when the last time was I bought one. It might have been that game you let me borrow, that horror game. The Evil Within? Yeah. That could have Maybe. been. Maybe. That could have been it. Could be that. Yeah. Don't know. Eh, anyways, interesting news point. Let's move forward. Welcome to the PS This Is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, Podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This is awesome. As we still wait to see whether we're ever going to get another dedicated PlayStation Portable device, there's an officially licensed product now called the Backbone One PlayStation Edition, which uses your iPhone slash Android device and the PlayStation app, almost like how the Switch has controller attachments, and you put your phone in there, and you clamp it in there, and they're $99. So go to that link and take a look at this thing. And Sony, you know, are are behind this thing. I mean, to to the point that they permitted the license, you know what I mean, to go out. So that could mean a couple things. That could mean that Sony's just, <laughs> they're done. You know what I mean? Um, they could just be done, done with it, PlayStation Portable stuff. But it's mm. interesting. So you can use, like, remote play with these triggers, and you do have a, uh, you get both both uh, analogs and then you have the the D-pad and you have it's almost laid out the way the old uh, PS uh, PSP was laid out it looks like kind of kind of 
the D-pad is below the left analog, so it's a little weird there. It's their offset trigger or analog offset sticks like an Xbox controller, but the shape of it is it's like it's like literally an amalgamation of the PlayStation controller, the Xbox controller, and the Switch controllers. Yeah, it literally looks like they they made an amalgamation of all three of them. So I looked a little bit more up about the backbone, and this is just the PlayStation Edition version. They have multiple products very similar to this, and I don't know. Um, it says play almost any game from your iPhone or Android device with Backbone One. It's actually really freaking cool, um, if I'm being honest. And I don't know exactly how it works. It says you don't need a console. You can play amazing games on the, on the phone you have through Xbox Game Pass, Ultimate, Google Stadia, or GeForce Now. No console or PC is required. You just use the streaming game service and use these clamps on. Um, so they do now allow you to uh, play PlayStation games through just through remote play. Um, sure. But I don't know that... You know, I, I would be curious to see if the streaming service comes to this through the app somehow, right? Probably. I mean, if you you like the streaming version of PS Plus, whatever that yeah. is, in like premium or whatever. Sure. I imagine that that was would probably work, but maybe I'm wrong. Is this anything you would ever consider for ninety nine bucks? Because you're always saying that you can't take your PS Five with you on these trips. Would this be something that you would – I know you had issues with the Vita and hurting your neck and your eyes and stuff. I think you always said like you always got headaches or something from yeah. playing it. What do you think? Would would, would you ever buy into this? Um, no, because it's streaming only. Fair and enough. And I just can't deal with the latency. There are some games where like I'd, I'd be able to do it like if it was a turn-based game. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like Yakuza Like a Dragon would be a good example of something where – I could play that on my phone because it's a turn-based battle game. There's no, you know, you don't have to have a whole lot of reaction time and stuff. But most games, if you're talking about platformers or shooters or anything like that, Mm. I wouldn't be able to tolerate. Even like racing games and stuff, like I don't know if I'd be able to tolerate the latency streaming it. But I like the idea. Like as this technology gets better and better, I mean, this is going to be a thing of the future. So. Um, I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred percent in support of it. I just don't know if I, I'd I'd pick one of these up if it was on sale for like fifty bucks or something. But I don't know that I would pay a hundred dollars for one because I just don't know if I'd ever use it. Yeah. Now let me let me follow that up with one more question before we go to the next news point. Do you think this is telling of where Sony is in terms of portable devices? I think that at the very least. It is a, I guess, best case scenario. It is it gives Sony something to just kind of tell their constituents while they work on an actual portable device. Right. Worst case scenario, they never develop a new portable device, and they're just like, "This is our portable solution." I mean, it's one of those two things. Um, it's my guess is probably more the latter. Like I don't know that they're ever going to make another portable device, like a Vita Two or whatever they would call the new one. Yeah. But uh, if they did, this is just something that you know they could say can they can tide people over until until that's the case. Fair enough. And I want to tell the listeners, Jake, because you can't hear it, but I'm hearing beeps and stuff from Discord popping through. I've got to figure out how to get other I'm, – I'm a member of one other Discord. I've talked about the uh, 
the uh, Lone Wolf book Choose Your Own Adventure games, and I'm, I've been invited to their little server. And uh, we've had this issue before in the podcast, and I tried to figure out, like, someone writing us somehow. And it's actually just a conversation going on in this other sub-channel. And it's making little, like, bleep whenever someone says something. And I know it's recording while we're podcasting. Can't you just, like, turn off notifications? I don't know. Notification settings. It's probably going to ruin our video. Hold on. Let me try something real quick. This is okay. Um, suppress everyone and everyone. Suppress all rules. Disable all notification sounds. There is a – if you go to noti- go to settings and go to notifications under app settings, mm. there is a disable all notification sounds um, selection. All right. I said mute new events, suppress rule mentions. All right. That should do it. All right. Sorry, guys, if you heard that. Thanks, Jake. Let's move forward to the next news point here. Uh, Beta testers um, who are involved in the uh, possible new firmware update. Sony likes to do this. They like to roll out new firmware updates and let people try them out, try them on for size. Uh, They're rolling out uh, an update to firmware, and it is now going to allow 1440p resolution, and it's going to also allow folders. So we're going to be able to create folders on the PS5 potentially, and uh, they're they're going to be called game lists. So and uh, it's going to add a couple other social features to to I guess essentially the firmware allowing us to stack our folders and stuff because it is kind of weird the organization of how the games work in the PS5 home screen. And then speaking of that, I will indicate that the update seems to include callouts to PSVR2. Most notably, there's a connection setting for the new PSVR2 Sense controllers, and the 1440 resolution um, is clearly being implemented because that would be the resolution for the PSVR2 headset, I believe. So, Hmm. interesting. This is uh, telling maybe that PSVR2 is not that far off here. Maybe they're shooting for, like, Christmas or something. Holiday. That'd be... I'd be shocked. That would be... It would be cool. I'm all about it. But, man, if they were to, like, announce a release date here soon and it would be this year, that would be well, loco. There you go. Little info on all that. Interesting. What, what's your take on the stack, the folder options? I think it's fine. Give it to us. Um, I mean, yeah, if, if, if that's something that people use. I, I know a lot of people used folders on PS4 and especially PS3. I did. Uh, I was never – a big folder user, but that's mostly because I delete games off of my console. I don't keep very many games on my console, but uh, a lot. Some people like keeping a lot of stuff on their console, and they want folders to be able to organize them. Yeah, and so it's it's good that Sony is providing that feature. Very well, very well. I agree. I can't wait, Jake. Let's keep cruising, bud. I just want to make it transparent, Jake. Naughty Dog, we, we give them a lot of praise. And we're always talking about how they're... And they still are the uh, trailblazers for all of the extra for accessibility features for games. They're not the only studio that do provide updates to older games to offer more accessibility options. Um, recently, Resident Evil Village uh, is has or is getting an update right now to add accessibility options to it, which is really cool. Now, I looked at the list, 
nowhere near what Naughty Dog has done with their games. Not even close. But it's still yeah. nice because we had the conversation last episode how anytime a game studio makes an attempt to try to make a game more available to other folks, it's a win for everybody. So I just wanted to say it's nice to see the trend still happening. And uh, I don't know. Any opinions on this? No, that's cool. I mean, if it means more people can play that game, that's that's great. Yeah, it's nice. So I, I'd like to call out another studio for doing something good because we are – very much uh, open about how much we like Naughty Dog and what they've done. But, yeah, there we go. And this is an interesting thing also. Sony rolled out what they call a hardware loan program for qualified indie studios and developers so that they can get their hands on a PS5 dev kit to start making games for PS5. Now, back one, um, was it was it... Shuhei, was he like the big indie guy? Like he was really pushing indies. I know he's doing that now. Who was who was the guy that was like really promoting indies on the PS4 era? Was it Gio Corsi? Maybe. There was a big I initiative. Know he was, I know that he was he was one of those. He was one of the guys that was pushing a lot of the third party and indie stuff. Yeah. And I think with the success of Stray and with the interest, I, I, I'll say that game Roller Roller Dome or Roller Drome or whatever on Push Square. Yeah, I know you weren't keen on the graphics, but on Push Square they were saying this game handles miraculously. Like they're saying like it's so good, um, feels so good to play, and uh, that's an indie game. So I like this little, a uh, little bit of a juke that PlayStation's maybe coming back and helping indie developers again. Um, I like this news. This means that we're going to get maybe more uh, cool stuff. Now, I know, Jake, you have made the comment before that, like, some of those uh, little more artsy-fartsy games, not really 100% that you're you're super interested in. Not that you're not, but, like, you know, you've kind of had your fill a little bit. You know, they, they kind of started to be kind of samey, a lot of these games. But yeah. I think with the break in law that we've had, I think that maybe we might in a year or two might be seeing some uh, resurgence of some indie games if this if this uh, program that they're rolling out and uh, developers take advantage of this I think we might be able to see some of this I don't know I think it's good yeah I think it's I think it's a great program um, hopefully the people that actually I don't know what the what the you know what the business details are yeah. of it, but hopefully it benefits the. Hopefully it creates some good indie games and doesn't just generate a bunch of trash because literally anybody can get their hands on a dev kit now. Yeah, but I guess probably not. There's PS5 always five dev kits. They must yeah. be tough to get a hold of. I would think so. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens. I I still want to play that game Lake, which is literally just you're a newspaper delivery person. Um, or a package deliverer, and it's like an indie game. It was on the PSN, and uh, people are like, "Yeah, don't expect really anything except that you're just you know bicycling around and delivering packages or something." Like, I, it's like I don't know why, but I really had a hankering to download it and play it, but I haven't yet. Um, speaking of games that I've been playing, though, Jake, let me let me backpedal a little bit because I didn't talk about Dragon's Crown Pro. I'm still playing it. I got through all the main missions. And then it's like, oh, now you have to find nine talismans. 
And to find the talismans, you have to beat these special bosses. These these ulterior paths open up on all different levels, and you got to take them. You got to beat these special bosses within like twenty minutes, and they're like level like twenty eight, level thirty five. And so now I just have to grind, and I'm I'm kind of like I don't know if I want to do this anymore because it's a lot of playing the same levels over and over and over to level up. And uh, I think I'm done with it. So I got pretty far, but I don't think I'm ever going to go any further. So just to follow up on that. and as promised, Jake, let's uh, let's take the quick play push square uh, quiz. Um, we decided to not do it last week, and I told the listeners we would do it this week. So I'm going to open this up, and we're going to do this quiz. So for new listeners, uh, we pushsquare.com is a site we get a lot of our news from, and they have these general knowledge PlayStation quizzes. Jake and I have yet to get 100%. We've come very close, and we've come very far away depending on the questions they're asking and it's usually 10 to 15 questions it's 15 questions so let's start with question one. Oh jesus what's the name of the main character in ps1 rpg the legend of dragoon it's a picture of this guy he's got like uh like some sort of dragon armor on that's red um he's standing real stoically in front of the moon or another planet is his name dart luke it's not Cloud, or is it Artur? It's probably Luke, it's dude. Dart? Ooh. I've never played this game. I think it's Dart. I did play it. I, I didn't. I never beat it, but I did play it quite a I'm bit. I'm going to click Dart. <laughs> Bam, out of the fire. All right, thanks, Jake. We are correct. Question number 215, listeners. Which of these PlayStation titles was not developed by Insomniac Games? Ratchet and Clank, Up Your Arsenal, Spyro the Dragon, Fuse, or Maximo, Ghosts to Glory? I think it's Maximo. I've never even heard of Maximo. Yeah, because Ratchet and Clank, obviously they did that. Spyro, obviously they did that. Fuse, I'm pretty sure that was the game that they did for... Like EA or Activision I'm with or something you. like that, and it was dead in the water. I'm pretty sure it's Maximo. I'm agreeing with you just because I've never heard of Maximo. And I'm like, I probably would have heard of it if uh, Insomniac had worked on it before. We're going we're gonna to check Maximo. Correct. Good job. Two of 15 correct. In what year was No Man's Sky first revealed? 2015, 2014, 2016, or 2013? This is a tough one. I think it was like, I think it was 2013. I think it was when the fucking PS4 was either launched or announced. It's either 2013 or 2014. I'm pretty sure it's 2013 because I think it was like, that was like one of the things they were using to sell the console when it first came out. Let's just say, let's say 2013. Correct. Jake, coming through, man, you're killing it right now. What is the setting of Elden Ring called? The lands between the Fallen Kingdom, the Realm of Nightingale, or the Kindling Plain? It's the lands between. Yeah, and I haven't even played it. Good job. Dude, question 5 of 15. Listeners, are you ready? In Metal Gear Solid 4, which character does Old Snake shoot in the head only for them to survive? Is it Roy Campbell, Raiden... Vamp or Liquid Ocelot? Did you play this game? I did, but it's been for 
ever. I see. I never played this game. I only played the demo for it, but I'm almost positive I know the answer, Wait, and I think it's Vamp. You've never played Metal Gear Solid Four. I've never played Metal Gear Solid Four. It was and really I've never good. Metal Gear Solid Three. I, I yeah. I, I've heard like. Metal Gear Solid 4 was pretty divisive because some people didn't like uh, how kind of actiony it was. Oh, dude, I and, loved it. But let's go, fam. It, it always seemed like a game I'd really. I played, I played like for so many couple hours of it, and I really liked what I played. But I just never got. I just never got around to beating it. Well, let's pick Vamp. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's Vamp. Correct. Good job. If I had to have guessed on that one, I would have said either Liquid Ocelot or Vamp. All right, who is Tekken Seven? Who is this Tekken 7 character? Isn't Tekken your game, Jake? Your fighting game? Uh, I, Tekken 3 was my fighting right. game. I have no idea who this person this is. This is going to be the one that buries us for a perfect score. Just, is it Anna Williams? Girl, so she looks yeah, she looks like a like a flapper from the 20s but with a lot more tits and skin. And she's got like uh, the bird feathers, um, feathers all around her. Yeah. So is it Anna Williams, Katarina Alves, Josie Rizal or Julia Chang? I have no idea. I bet idea, you it's dude. Katarina. That sounds like a baller- ballerina. And she looks like a dancer, kind of, right? You you just pick whatever you want, man, because I have no idea. The listeners are freaking out right now. Someone knows. Anna Williams is way too American. And Julia Chang doesn't really seem to fit what the character appears to be. I'm going Katarina Alves. Damn it. It's Anna Williams. Are you kidding me? That's bizarre. That's stupid. Go figure. All right. Question 7 of 15. What kind of game is Koei Tecmo PS3 title Trinity Souls of Zill All? Let me reread that. What kind of game is Koei Tecmo PS3 title Trinity Souls of Zill Ol? Is it a strategy game, an, an action it's RPG? an action RPG. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Open world platformer or point and click? Let's go action RPG. Good job, Jake. Well, they showed a picture. It looked like RPG stuff, but okay, here we go. Characters from which horror game franchise were added to Dead by Daylight in June of 2021? Resident Evil, Outlast, Silent Hill, or Death Stranding? It wasn't Death Stranding. I think, I think it was Resident Evil. That would I'm make, pretty sure it was Resident Evil. That would Evil. make the most sense. Outlast isn't big enough for people to care. Yeah, Resident Evil is correct. PS3 title Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing was primarily developed by which studio? Uh, Dude, Sonic Team, no idea. Criterion Software, Sumo Digital, or Dimps? I'm going to roll out dimps right off the bat. I don't believe that Sonic Team would make sense. It's probably Criterion Software. Criterion, I think, is a racing game company, but I don't know that they do, like, kart racers. I thought Criterion did, like, Need for Speed. It could be Sumo. Maybe it is Sonic Team, dude. I'm really at a loss on this one. I'm going to let you guess. It, it, I doubt it's Sonic Team because that would be kind of a stupid question to ask if Sonic Team was the A answer. little too obvious, right? And Dimps, I've never even heard of them. We know Criterion do racing games. Sumo Digital, I feel like if they had done this, 
I probably would have known. I mean, but Sumo... No, never mind. I'm thinking about Sanzaru. It was the one that did the Sly 4. Right. So I, I have no idea, to be honest I'm going to go you. Criterion. Sumo. Fuck. I'm the worst guesser. This is why you have to guess for us when we don't know. In, <laughs> in Detective Adventure Game, is that AI or Al? It looks like AI. The, the Somnium Files, what does Secret Police Organization ABIS stand for? Stand for Arc Bolstered Insurgent Squad, Astral Black Illumination Squad, Advanced Brain Investigation Squad, or Artificial Bioware Instigation Squad. It's probably Arc Bolstered Insurgent Squad. Secret Police. What does that even mean? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a secret police organization. So it's – they wouldn't be an instigation squad. They wouldn't be – they could be an investigation squad. It could be advanced brain. Say, investi- investigation is the only one that makes – kind of even makes any – Astral black. You know, sense Let's in do terms the investigation like a, squad. You want to do that one? Okay. Yeah. Correct. Good job. You're right. That's the only uh, police term. Who was the last boss in PS1 rhythm game Bust a Groove? Is it Heat, RoboZ – Copira or Gas O? Well, in my opinion, Robo Z sounds like a final boss from the PS1 generation. <laughs> so that's the one I would pick, but I've never played this game before. Neither have I. Robo Z it is. It is Robo Z. Good job. Man, you're the best guesser, dude. Okay, listeners, we need your help on this one. What average this is this one's we always suck on. What average critic review score does PS3's Red Dead Redemption have on Metacritic? Is it a ninety-eight, a ninety-five, an eighty-eight, or a ninety-one? Gotta be in the nineties. I'd say ninety-five, dude. And it's not ninety-eight, because I don't know that there's any average Metacritic score of ninety-eight on, on Metacritic. Red Dead so, One was huge, dude. I bet you it's ninety five. Yeah. Go for it. No, they just—they've all been in the '80s. Every time we've done these, no, 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 no. This isn't. This one's in the '90s. I'd say go with your gut. Ah, '95, correct. We got it. Who? Thirteen to fifteen. Sorry, guys. If you guys don't enjoy these quizzes, just let us know. I love taking them. How many years was the gap between the release of the original PS4 and the release of the PS4 Pro in the U.S. and Europe? Was it two years, three years, four years, or five years? I would say two, man. It was a little longer. Three. Than that. It couldn't have been four. It's probably a little longer three? than teen, a little sh- shorter than three. So longer than two, but shorter than three. What do you think? Three. All right, let's go three. Correct. There we go. 14 to 15. We've only missed two so far. PS4 game Detroit Become Human was based on a tech demo by developer Quantic Dream. What was the tech demo called? Maria, Mona, Kara, or Nora? It was Kara. It was Kara, yes. Boom. Got it. All right. Question 15 of 15. What was the first The Sims game to release on a PlayStation console? Was it The Sims, The Sims 2, The Sims 3, or The Sims 4? Probably two. I I have no idea. What the fuck? What? 
Sorry, I just went on Metacritic because I said that I never, I don't think there's any game that has a 98. Yeah. There are quite a few. The Sims 2. Are you good with The Sims 2? Yeah, sure. Sorry. It's The Sims. All right, so we got 12 out of 15 listeners. Um, not bad. Uh, good job. I will say that. And uh, let's get back to the news. Jake found a ton of games. The Ocarina of Time has a 99 on Metacritic. What is it? The Ocarina, Legend of Zelda, yeah. the Ocarina of Time on N64 has a 99 on Metacritic. People Tony love Hawk's that Pro game. Skater 2, Pro Skater 2 is second place with a 98. Can't wait to play the remake here. Grand Theft Auto 4 has a 98 on Metacritic. Mm. So, now to be fair, back in 1998, there weren't that many people reviewing video games. So, like, the credit, there's like only 22 critics on this for Ocarina of Time. But I digress. Continue on with the news. Speaking of Grand Theft Auto, Jake, I don't know if you've heard, Grand Theft Auto 6 will be getting a lead a female protagonist. And from what I've read, because uh, Bloomberg uncovered some stuff, uh, it looks like this will be a story centered around two characters that engage in Bonnie and Clyde-like activities. The game is also rumored to be set in a fictional Miami, but most likely won't be released for at least a couple years. And reminder, Grand Theft Auto V was released in 2013, but some developers at Rockstar reported to Bloomberg that they are still skeptical that they'll be able to hit the GTA 6 release window of March of 2024. So, That's 11 years. Yeah, but they did do Red Dead. That's true. But that's still a long time between GTA games and GTA. I mean, Red Dead Two is enormous. So I guess when did I Red Dead Two come out? Twenty twenty. Twenty nineteen. So it took them six years to make Red Dead Two. So when Red Dead Two came out in twenty twenty, I would imagine GTA Six will be twenty twenty six. Well, Red Dead came out in twenty nineteen. Mm. So I'm guessing if they're saying they're skeptical about twenty twenty four. You might as well just assume delays, maybe... Holiday 2025. Spring of 25 or... Yeah, holiday of 25. Long-ass time from now. So, at least, excuse me, at least another three years probably. So, this news point's irrelevant outside the fact that the protagonist, one of the two, will be female, which is interesting. And they tried to post this thing about how this is the first time you've been able to be a female protagonist, and that's not quite accurate. I believe Grand Theft Auto 1... They had several female protagonists, but it doesn't 100% count because it was like top down. You couldn't even tell you were playing a male or a female. It was just from the, the blips with the conversations. You could see their face. That's all I got. Anyways, hmm. interesting. Um, and uh, last but not least, Jake, for news that I have, and I didn't even know this was a thing, but this was put up on Push Square. And it says, I'm just going to read off of their website as to not uh, get ripped on plagiarism because I don't know much about this. So this is straight from the news news uh, from pushsquare.com. It says, one of the PS5's flagship features will be discontinued later this year as no one used it. Accolades were introduced on the new-gen console as a way of allowing players to acknowledge each other's efforts in online games. The function enabled you to award teammates and opponents badges based on their play style, so you could say they were helpful or welcoming, for example. But a post on the official PlayStation website notes that uptake has been low. 
In fall of 2022, the Accolades feature on PS5 will no longer be supported. The feature hasn't seen the level of usage we anticipated, so we are refocusing our efforts. We encourage the community to continue to send positive messages to one another. And then it says that Sony recently pointed out that engagement across its consoles has been much lower than they anticipated of late and that it's working to increase the amount of playtime owners invest across both PS5 and PS4. We imagine new initiatives like the loyalty program PS Stars, which we talked about last episode, will help with that. So it does make sense for the company to move away from accolades if they aren't getting used. And uh, I didn't even know this was a thing. I don't play enough online to know. And... uh, I'm okay with them walking back on this, you know? Um, I, If I had known this was a feature, I would have said it's going to die on the vine. Because I don't know why anyone would ever do this. I mean, it's like one of those, like, to, in my opinion, it's one of those, like, uh, you know, those those features that would be used if this was, like, a movie where everybody's like happy and like giving each other high fives and stuff like no one's gonna do this because you you can't give it to your friends you can only give it to people you don't know you can only give it to like one player like every 12 hours or something like that so like i i just don't like usually if you're playing an online game I don't know. You just send that guy a message on PSN that's like, you know, GG bro or something like that. Like, you're not going to fucking go through all these menus and select, like, this accolade badge or whatever to send to them. So, I don't know. It's just, it seems like something where Sony was trying to... Encourage, like... They were trying for something that was just... They're trying to encourage just people to be polite online, I think. And I think that... This could have worked if they would have come up with, like, built-in trophies in the firmware or something for, like, using their new features. Like, maybe, like, you know, give someone 50 accolades and you get, like, a trophy or something. That would be kind of cool, actually. Not a bad idea. But, like, I think the feature may have worked if after you were done gaming with someone, you could send them, like, a PSN message saying, hey, please... uh, click here to award me an accolade if you enjoyed your experience with me and then like you just click a button and be over right but like it's almost yeah. like uh okay uh were, was i able to assist you with everything you called for yes okay well i'll be sending you a survey to your email and i would like you to respond um to let my employer know how well i did right like like then you'd be like, like all right maybe yeah sure but like players aren't going to fucking take the time to raid another player unless it's like thrown in their face that they should do it so yeah i don't know and that would just get really annoying. But built built in firmware trophies to utilize the new features of the PS5 actually sounds like a good idea. I'm just saying. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. All right, Jake. Did you have any other news, or can we go to the new games this this week or this this uh, yeah this week? No new uh, new games. Jump right into yeah, that. Yeah, let's jump into it. It's getting kind of late, guys. Uh, guys and girls. New games. August second. Frogun on PS5, PS4. August third. We're getting South of the Circle on PS5, PS4. August fourth. We're getting Arcade Archives. Dig Dug. Dig Dug. Dig Dug was a hell of a game. PS4. Um, we're also getting Sword and Fairy together for forever on PS5, PS4. August fifth. We're going to get After Wave Downfall. PS5 and PS4, and we are going to be getting Gigabash on PS5, PS4. That's interesting about Dig Dug. The game was awesome. That was like the first, uh, it's like the equivalent of the first uh, SteamWorld Dig way back in the day. Dig Dug, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this game blows up 
just like in briefly just because of Stranger Things. Dig Dug? Don't you remember there's there's that whole arc I didn't in watch, season two? I didn't watch it. You haven't watched any of I've it? I've only watched the first season. We're actually going to jump back in and watch it all over again. So yeah. it's awesome. Season two is coincidentally, the, in my opinion, the worst season. But there's this whole arc in season two about how – about one of the characters playing Dig Dug in the arcade and about his high score getting beaten by like the new kid. So, um, well, hundred percent. Maybe people will be into it. Dig Dug, hundred percent. Stranger Things was uh, bitten off of by the Steam World Dig people for sure. Just the general idea. Dig Dug was awesome. I loved that game growing up, but uh, I liked a lot of games growing up. Yeah, maybe you're right, Jake. You heard it here first. Dig Dug's gonna blow up. Maybe. All right. Well, that's all I got, Jacob, and uh, it's Sunday. We're recording this on Sunday. If if I do my due diligence, it will be online, and you guys will all be listening to this Monday morning. It's getting late. Got to work in the morning, and uh, we're going to tie it off, I think, here. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the episode. Again, this is episode 234 of PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. We will be back next week with some more... Uh, video game talk so make sure to share this with your friends like we talked about earlier give us a like subscribe to us on youtube all that good stuff we're trying to blow up our channel a little bit and next next episode that we put on youtube i will try my best to put chapters in so if you made it this far your champion will get the chapters in next next week maybe um so without further ado like off the grid open roads and on rush p.s p.s this is awesome this is awesome